Hi there. Welcome to my weekly sermon podcast. My name is David Hansen, and I am the pastor of St. John Lutheran Church of Prairie Hill, a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America and of the Gulf Coast Synod of that church. We are located just outside of the town of Brenham, Texas, and on Sunday, August 4th, we continued in our summer sermon series looking at Paul's letter to the Galatians, a series that's called Radically Free, Radically Bound. This week we read together Galatians 5, verses 14 and 22 through 26. To learn more about the congregation that I serve, please visit the website stjohnprairiehill.org. That's stjohnprairiehill.org. And also, I would love to connect with you on Twitter. You can find me at Rev underscore David. That's R-E-V underscore D-A-V-I-D. No matter where you are when you listen to this sermon today, please know that we here at Prairie Hill are praying for you today and always. Paul writes, For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, competing against one another and envying one another. This is the word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you this day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you ever have those people in your life that seem to kind of just have it all together? Right? You know what I'm talking about? Right? It's never us. It's never ourselves. And if you ask those people, they would say they didn't have it all together. But I feel like we all have this person in our life who, you know, kind of has everything all together, knows what they're doing in their family and has, you know, the perfect kids and the perfect spouse and the perfect job and it's all pulled together and, and they treat everybody in all the perfect sorts of ways. People like that kind of drive me crazy a little bit. But we all have those people. One of those people for me as I was growing up was uh, Mike Spivey uh, in the congregation I grew up in. And, and Mike was one of those guys that always had something nice to say about people, right? He was not the guy you went to when you wanted to go and get the dirt on people because he wouldn't share it, because he wanted to say something nice. He was the kind of guy who always had, you know, as kids were coming up to the country, he always had a dollar to go to the, the soda machine and get something to drink. He's the kind of guy who always, everybody thought good things about Mike, had it all together. Seems so effortless. For people like that, doesn't it? Seems like it just comes naturally. As I look at people like that, when I'm not thinking, oh, come on, let's have some fun, I'm thinking, I wish I was that sort of person. I wish I had it all pulled together like that. Have you ever thought that? It's got to be so much easier to live that person's life because they've got it all together. Paul, today, as we move through this fifth chapter of Galatians, as we come toward the end, Paul, today, is talking about being that sort of person. That sort of all pulled together, got it all in place, everybody thinks well, I guess, sort of person. 
And he describes the characteristics that such a person might have. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you've got your own Bible there in verse 22, that is worth underlining and remembering. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Because these nine characteristics, these are key for Paul, for who we are called to be. As we are called out in the waters of baptism, as Cade will be today, as we are called out in the waters of baptism, this is who God has called us to be in the world. And the thing is, it ain't easy. You don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden, hey, you know what? I'm a lot more patient than I was yesterday. You don't just wake up one day and say, hey, you know what? All of a sudden, I feel forgiving. You know what? All of a sudden, I feel loving. It doesn't happen, you know, sort of in, in an instant like that. It doesn't happen by accident. People who live the sort of life that Paul is describing, they do it on purpose. They do it because they have made a decision to do so. Right? Anybody play sports? sports? Anybody play sports growing up? Yeah? Oh, I know there's more than one. Right? So there are a few of you, right? So when you're, when you're playing sports, uh, or maybe you were in music and, and you played an instrument, right? you don't just go from... Game to game, do you? Right? You don't go from game to game. What do you do in between games? You practice. Again and again and again and again and again you practice. There is no such thing as practicing too much. Is there? Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book uh, called Outliers. He talks about the sort of people that become professional athletes. The sort of people that become the best of the best at what they do. And he said, they practice for 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. Can you imagine that kind of commitment? It's precisely the commitment that Paul is calling us to have to these fruits of the Spirit, to this life of discipleship that we are called to. That we have to get up each and every day and we have to decide, today I am going to be a patient person and Lord knows I don't want to be, but I'm going to be a patient person today. And we have to get up and we have to decide, I am going to be a gentle person today. I really don't want to, there's some people I want to yell at, but I'm going to be a gentle person today. And we have to decide, each and every day, we have to make the choice to be the sorts of people that God is calling us to be. To live with the sorts of fruits of the Spirit that God is calling us to have. That God has called us to in baptism. Each and every moment, we have to decide. If it's not your Bible you have with you, it's, it's worth going home and looking this up and writing it down. And just stick it on a note card and stick it on your mirror in your bathroom. So you can see it. Stick it on a note card and stick it on the dashboard in your car if you're driving your car all the time like I do. Stick it on the back door of your house so that you can see it as you leave out the back door every day. To remind yourself about these nine things. To remind yourself of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control.
Whatever you have to do to remind yourself to make that choice. Whatever you have to do to remind yourself of who God has called you to be. Whatever you have to do, wherever you can put it so that it will stick in your head. I am called to be this and not that. That I have to make a choice to be who God has called me to be. I'll tell you another secret about these fruits of the Spirit. It ain't easy. No two ways about it. It is not easy. We will try. If you, if you pick one of these and you say, well, today, today I am going to try and live with generosity. You might do okay, but chances are you'll come up short. Chances are you'll fail miserably if you're anything like me. <laughs> chances are you won't be able to do it all the way, all the time. But that's what practice is for, isn't it? To learn and to grow and to get better and to find the places where you fail and identify them and get better at them. That's why we begin every service with confession because we know that we've gone out in the world and we've tried to do these nine things and we've not. And so we come here and we gather together and we confess our failings and our flaws. And that's not an easy thing to do. It is not an easy thing to look at yourself and say, where have I gone wrong? One of the hardest things that I do every week is I sit down and I listen to the previous week's sermon. And I tell you, it is like fingernails on a chalkboard for me. Because when I listen to it, I hear every time that I've said something I shouldn't say or that I've paused and I've said, um, or I've tripped over my words or I've mispronounced something. That's what I hear as I go back and listen to it. But in doing that, I can find my flaws. Just like if you're practicing for any sport. You find the places where you are weakest and you build them up. So ask yourself, where am I weakest in the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Where is your weak point? Where has it fallen apart for you? Because that is precisely where God is calling you to build it up. Can you imagine, right? So the number one reason I've found that people don't come to church is because we don't look like that. We don't look like those nine things. We aren't good at those nine things. Can you imagine what the church would look like if we all started to act with those fruits of the Spirit? Can you imagine what the world would look like if Christians started behaving this way? Someone once said to me in this last week, actually someone said to me, you know, I think too many people confuse the gospel with being nice. I said, you know, maybe being nice is not a bad place to start. <laughs> gentleness, self-control. In fact, it seems like niceness, gentleness, self-control, patience, kindness. These are what Paul calls the fruit of the Spirit and precisely what we are called to. You are called, each and every one of us. Cain will be called, as a baptized child of God, to live with the fruits of the Spirit. And a tree that bears no fruit, a tree with no, you know, pecan tree with no pecans and no leaves, might as well come down. A Christian that does not bear fruit. I wonder. Good Lutherans, of course, we have to be clear. We're not saved by what we do. You aren't going to be good enough to earn God's love. God's love has already been poured out into your hearts. Jesus Christ has already done everything that can be done for you. As we say, we are saved by grace through faith. It's all done. 
But now that it's all been done for you, now that God has already showered you with His love and His grace and His mercy, go and live like it. Now that you have been made a child of God, now that you've been adopted as God's own beloved one, go and live like it. Now that God has done it all for you through Jesus Christ, go out there and show the world what it looks like. Amen.